This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Oh. 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 What do you think this is? The army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this. Bada bing! You blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Well, I'm kidding. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it. Know it. Live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a planet fucker? Uh, uh, Live at five, live yeah, at five, live, live at oh, five. Oh, holy no. That's right. Yeah, it's a Wednesday edition of the Live at Five show. Lots to talk about. Actually, every day there's always something to talk about. Whether or not it's false rumors, <laughs> urban legends, furries in the night. Uh, we'll bring it up right here, uh, indiscriminately, right here on AM 1240 with your so-called host on a hump day Wednesday with Joe Stanley. As you know, Joe calls in at the bottom of the hour. Uh, do you have any questions for Joe? If you broke your foot going up someone's uh, stairway recently, uh, give us a shout and tell us how you did that and why. And how did it felt? And all the other things going on in the world. All right, so as you heard, uh, you know, again, we're looking into it. A couple people actually uh, inquired about, uh, you know, the status of things in our schools and you know, it's true. I mean, urban legends uh, apparently exist, but this uh, vicious rumor has been running around, and the, the News and Talk Authority took it to another step. And that doesn't mean it's not true, but at the same time, it, it's something to talk about because it seems to be uh, going across the, the country. People are concerned with, uh, with kids going in, whatever. If you heard the Hotline show, you know what I'm talking about. So I'm not going to go there. I was there under Jeff's uh, show today. Uh, you know, maybe irresponsible, perhaps. But, uh, again, we're a talk show. And, of course, uh, Granny Grunt called in today. Uh, and just, you know, she's one of uh, not many people that just love listening to this show. Remember back in the day, Monday Night Football, the number one reason why people, not number one reason, but one of the main reasons why people actually listened to Monday Night Football back in the 70s because they couldn't stand uh, Howard Cosell. So they wanted to know what he said next. The same thing could be true in the early days of Howard Stern. A lot of people were intrigued. A lot of people wanted to know what's going to happen next. Now, not to make any comparisons, but now more people are watching Steve Weed's coverage of the council meetings every other week. Why? Because they want to know what Cliff Only's got to say. Or, for that matter, what other people have to say about Cliff Only at the meetings themselves. And that includes Mayor Jeff Smith, who just opened the door on an investigation that happened like five, 50 years ago. So if we make things interesting. We Sometimes we go a little off, uh, pa- or, or, or I guess you could say runway uh, or uh, catwalk. Um, but nonetheless, it makes for a provocative discussion. And I tell you what, we had that this, more, uh, this, this afternoon on the Hotline Show. But as you can see, uh, as this war continues in Ukraine, if you've noticed, I've noticed it. And I'm more relaxed than I was this time a month ago when all this started in, uh, in Ukraine. I'm feeling a lot better about things right now. Right now, um, you know, now I'm seeing actual reports that uh, Ukraine is actually taking, retaking or taking back certain parts of their country. 
And uh, there's other speculation that finally the generals, or actually anybody that's working with Putin, are finally getting to him from one way or another. Putin's no dummy. He knows what's happening uh, to some degree because he, he hasn't taken over Ukraine yet. His glorified moment of him standing there like MacArthur, MacArthur, uh, MacArthur did, excuse me, uh, when he was on, what was he on, the Indianapolis? When uh, they, they got the Japanese to, to finally surrender. That moment has not happened. Ukraine is still essentially you know, alive. Every time there's some correspondent from Fox in, in, uh, in Kiev, you could see clearly that you know, they said the restaurants are open, uh, the lights, people driving about, street lights are working. I mean, it's a bomb territory, although Kiev doesn't seem to have gotten as much as the other cities have. But uh, e- even the Internet is working. So all these years and generations of people saying, oh, the Russians are going to destroy everything, cyber, cyber wars, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. And then next thing you know, uh, he invades what, what used to be part of the, uh, the Soviet Union, Ukraine, which is a little bit bigger than the, the state of Texas, with, I believe, 46 million people. Uh, he hasn't re- I mean, he's done a lot of damage, but he hasn't won. So now, a month later, we're going back to other things. We're going to the Supreme Court hearings with uh, Miss Jackson there. She's going to be sworn in. That's a, that's, that's a given. And now, finally, the New York Times and Washington Post have actually admitted, if you listen to Hannity for three seconds, you know what I'm talking about, that maybe there was a, some type of problem with Hunter Biden's uh, laptops. And I said laptops, not one. There's three of them. If you watch Fox, you'll see those promos a million times. Three laptops come walking in, and next thing you know, we have a problem. Uh, so uh, I think it's this. Someone's calling me right now, so probably to correct me historically. That's fine. But I will say this, and I've said this before. Eventually, once they got their man in there two years ago, that's Joe Biden, they would start working against him. Uh, and, 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 you know, Hannity said earlier, he said, well, they're only doing that because they want to save face because now they know people are divulged or, or people know something's up. People meaning even Joe Biden's base. So, hey, wait a minute. There is something up with Joe Biden. There is some type of conspiracy with the Biden family and Ukraine and China. But, uh, you know, conveniently, that was not disclosed at any given time in any of the major media outlets other than Fox and other than uh, the New York Post, which is disgraceful. Breitbart, you know, other website, uh, conservative sites and so forth. It's not that at all. It's not that, oh, geez, now people know. Now we have to divulge what we already knew altogether. No, they got what they wanted. They got Trump out. They they manipulated a lot of things to get there to to avoid that uh, Biden story, that Hunter Biden story. But now we're almost two years into his, uh, pre- I should say, year and a half into his presidency. Now they're all pivoting. They all got to get rid of the old white guy. We can't have an old white guy representing today's liberal, progressive Democratic Party. And more importantly, we can't have an old white guy that doesn't know the day of the week. So let's start pivoting. And I think that's exactly what the times are doing. This is all calculated. They got what they wanted two years ago or a year and a half. Biden is in. Trump is out. White people bad. But now they're going to pivot to someone else. The question is who? Kamala Harris, not happening. Uh, so I, it's either Hillary Clinton or two other people. And this is what I'm going to say. All of a sudden, you're going to start seeing more about Stacey Abrams, and you're going to see a lot more about Pete Buttigieg. I mean, that's my opinion. But those are the two that seem to be the most likely. And then uh, if you have a short list uh, beyond that, it's Hillary Clinton. So if those two don't work out, you you, 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 you got to go digging somewhere else. It's not going to be Chuck Schumer. It's not going to be Nancy Pelosi. We know that. And it's not going to be some, uh, you know, celebrity like Oprah Winfrey, because that's not going to happen. And it's certainly not going to be Will Smith. But that's my, that's my uh, uh, theory, and I'm sticking to it. So let's go to the phones and see what this person has to say. Hi, you're on the air. Dallas. All right. Uh, I lost him. Call whoever that was. Give us a shout back. 
So uh, it's so so it, again. Getting back to the Ukraine thing, things are getting back to normal. We're not talking about Ukraine. People aren't as worried. People aren't saying World War Three as much anymore. But we're realizing, and I love it when I hear people who actually know what they're talking about, who say and, and who say like you know people in, in, in up, uh, upper echelons of, of the military say that they're very surprised with how how terrible the uh, the, the Russians have 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 approached this uh, this attack and takeover of Ukraine. And, and as, as discomforting as it is to see the bombings of apartment buildings and people fleeing from their homes, and that's, that's bad. Again, I've been saying all along, the silver lining, at least, at least we know what Putin doesn't have. We know what he's got. We know what he's got, this huge arsenal of nuclear uh, warheads. But we also knew that he had one of the biggest armies. And we always heard about the Red Army, whatever they call them these days, and how vicious they are. And now they're recruiting people from other countries. They've lost over 15,000 people of, of their own, uh, on their own side in, in, in fi- five weeks. At least four generals have been killed. Again, these, this is information based on what, uh, I don't know if this is from the Pentagon, but that's a lot of people. In 35 days, you lost 15,000 of your own people? And, and you, you imagine, imagine looking behind you and seeing what looks to be like a, a big truck. It's actually an incinerator on wheels. That if you die, they're just going to toss you in there because they, they don't want anyone to see body bags from space or any type of... Uh, um, you know, recognizance plane taking pictures of, of, of the battle zones and taking pictures of, of the Russians burying their own. That's not happening. It must be a disheartening army right now, knowing that they're not accomplishing anything. Their own, their own leader doesn't care about them. And, if, you know, if, if they died in the battlefield there, they'd just be tossed into some incinerator and, and no one would actually know what happened other than they're not returning home. So it looks like things are simmering down in Ukraine, and that's really good. I'm feeling good about it. I don't know about you. And I just went to go to the phone again, and they just lost them again. I don't know about these phone systems here. <clears throat> I think it has a click, a time uh, limitation. A limitation. He's immature. <clears throat> uh, so if that person wants to chime back in. Now, remember, in 15 minutes, Joe Stanley will be chiming in as well. Hopefully he remembers uh, to uh, talk to me. So if you have a question or concern with Joe Stanley in your life, uh, a- ask Joe because Joe knows. Give me a shout th- right now, 315-755-1240. Let's open, the, uh, let's open the phone lines today. It's been a long time. Where from Actually, uh, over the next four weeks or so, it's going to be a long stretch. Unless things change, I don't think I'm going to have an in-studio guest here. Now, that's not a knock on what we've had in the last three, four weeks because we've had an early beginning to this uh, 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 election cycle. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again and again. That's because the primaries are extremely crucial uh, up here in the North Country because of the sheriff's race and the assembly race. And there's other other, uh, – it's funny because here it is. We're in uh, March 31st, uh, and it's amazing how many political signs I see on people's lawns. Uh, There's a Mr. Sovi. I I hope I'm getting that right. Uh, He or she is running for something. Uh, so it's it's definitely an early start to the uh, to the election season. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, here you are, Glenn. Uh, hey, I just saw on on Channel Seven there where Smith got his way. That Channel Seven did uh, story on Cliff only to you know drag him through the mud mud a little bit about 24 years ago. I can't believe they're even entertaining. Um, the thought about uh, doing an investigation. You think Smith would do a investigation on somebody that just approached him and said, "Hey, you know, uh, 24 years ago I was treated like this." Right. You think he'd waste taxpayers' money to do that unless it was Cliff only? No, no. And uh, no. Th- why does I mean? It, does to that me, su- this is childish behavior by Smith. It shows 
us that what kind of character he has that we need to vote that guy out of here because he's just vengeful about the situation because the people voted and wanted Cliff, and now he's attacking Cliff because he doesn't like him. I mean, it, it's obvious a baloney, well, don't can, you think? Well, no, can, uh, let me just interject here real quick. Uh, to, to, you have, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think it is child's play. Uh, but one one person's uh, comments, uh, uh, someone else reacts in their own way. And let's face it, uh, even before Cliff uh, got into office as council person, God bless him for that, uh, he wasn't too kind to the mayor, and he hasn't been kind since he got into office. So sometimes you got to do a tit for tat. If that comes across as immature, it's immature. Um, well, I mean, so be it. But, you know, Cliff went right on the airways right here on uh, AM 1240 a couple weeks ago on the Hotline Show saying, well, he still has a grudge to uh, whatever, something that happened back in the late 90s. So Jeff, knowing that uh, Cliff hasn't been too kind to him, took it upon himself as the mayor, the chief himself, to say, hey, let's look into this. If you're making some serious allegations, Councilman uh, uh, only, uh, I'm going to look into the archives and see if we can open this up. And finally, Channel 7 recognized it only because why not? That's the mayor and that's what's going on at City Hall. Yeah, well, I think it takes a bigger character to say, you know, it's just talk radio. He's on talk radio. What's what's the point of it? I mean, people. He's a councilman. Gone. Talk radio or not, he's a councilman. Yeah, but I mean, it, 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 the the evidence is long gone. Well, I mean, 20, tw- it's a cold it's case. Long gone. Twenty-four years ago. Well, what did they say in the seven report? They say there, uh, Smith wants an investigation done on this and that, and Cliff says that, uh, well, if you want an investigation, put it up for a vote. Let's see what happens. It needs to go to a vote before you could just demand an inve- investigation on something but like that. But do you that. see where I'm coming from as far as, what you know, you know yes, trials play is this something that, you know, to me it is a tit for tat. But, you know, you know it's a serious issue that, that um, you know, Jeff Smith, Mayor Jeff Smith, of course, uh, took it upon himself to open it up because, you know, quite frankly, Cliff keeps talking about it. So uh, Jeff took it upon himself to open it up. And whether or not that's right or wrong, I don't know. Well, you think he would open it up if it was uh, a common uh, man that went before the city council and said, you know, let's treat it like this. Uh, Let's open up an investigation. What do you think Smith would say? Well, I I don't know. I mean, are you comparing it to someone else other than Cliff only? Because that's the component right there. I mean, anyone else other than Cliff only is anyone else other than Cliff only. And we have a very unique situation in City Hall right now. So nothing should surprise, surprise us rather going forward. That's all I can say. Yeah, right. And hopefully they, they put up that vote for the stewards thing. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. You know, again, I said that uh, I have a petition at uh, Centennial in favor yeah. of the uh, place going down there and, you know, Flower Ave because right. it doesn't make sense not to. Right. And uh, right. our people are, are for it. So I'll be presenting that petition Monday. Good. To the board. Yeah, because just yeah, remember. Yeah, no, no. Uh, it was discouraging because I thought this was a was a done deal when they when there was no vote a couple weeks back. So I'm glad that they're reopening it again. I I I, yeah, I think should, it's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, they should. Yeah. You know, and see see what the public wants. Right. You know? Exactly. Well, Appreciate thank you. Thank, thank you, my brother. friend. Thank you very much. Well, there's, there's someone talking about this investigation. Doesn't like it. Hi, you're on the air. Glenn, how you doing? It's uh, the Duff Man in Florida. What's happening? Yeah. Uh, I don't blame uh, Mayor Smith at all. No. Those were serious accusations Cliff only made about the Watertown Police Department. He accused them of tampering with evidence. Right. He accused them of uh, um, police brutality. He he accused them of a bunch of stuff. 
So to clear the air, and he brought it up again, and he said that they did this and they did that and blah, blah, blah. And I like Cliff, you know that, but yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't make accusations like that and just, just think that some, you're going to walk away after making them. Right, and not to mention I all mean, the other our, memes. That's our police department. I mean, if you can't feel good about your police department, if there's corruption, they want to know about it. Right, but some people are... That's argue, what he was accusing them of. No, I know, I know. So, some, people, some people say that it was so long ago... Why, why, why bring it up? But you're saying that since why Cliff did, he bring it up? Well, right, right, and why that's my he point. Them after all these years of that? Bad phone, bad phone. Now it's different because now okay, now you're in the kitchen. No, I said now he's now he's. I had to fix something. Okay, he, he's a. What are you making dinner? That, that that adds more to it, Glenn. No, I know. I, I, if you heard me, I said I'm I'm with you. I, I said exa- verbatim, almost verbatim. He brought it up. Uh, you serious charge. You can't make accusations like that. No, you can't. And Jeff, uh, Jeff uh, called his bluff. And let me ask you this stuff, man. If 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 Cliff, if Councilman Cliff only knew that Jeff would pursue this like this, you think he'd he'd talk about it uh, so openly right here on the on the AM twelve forty? I, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes people say stuff, and then uh, you know whether they regret it later or not. I don't know. Hmm. I like that. Hmm. That's like Mr. Hand from yeah. uh, Fast Times with Ron Hunt. I don't know, Mr. Spagoli. Uh, anything, how's the, how, uh, by the way, the weather up here, I was just by your house, and I, 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 I drove by your place, and everything seems fine. Uh, it's still there. There's no limbs. There's no dead bodies in your driveway. Uh, and oh, good. So that's good. I don't know if you have surveillance or, you know, one of those blink cameras. Oh, but, yeah, I do. I good. do, and I have somebody that goes inside and checks and uh, goes through it at least once a day. And yeah, make sure the pipes are, yeah, nothing's right frozen. down the street, yeah. 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 No, that's important. So, yeah, and the other thing, I uh, when you were talking to Jeff about the uh, litter boxes, yeah. I, I sent Jeff a text. I thought I sent it to you, but I guess I sent it to Jeff, and I said, uh, you remember Eartha Kitt? She uh, she had a litter box in high school. She, Eartha Kitt? I mean, the one who played Cat uh, Catwoman or one there of the Catwomen? Oh, now you got the connection. There you go. See? Are you ki- I, knew, I knew it wouldn't fall on deaf ears with you. Well, wait a minute. Are you So you're, you're make, you were making a joke then. Eartha Kitt did not yeah. have a litter box. Yeah. Okay. By the way, for the record, but there was an Julie Newmar was better. I, 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 I know you read the um, uh, what you know Watertown Pass thing, and yeah. they had a picture of the Owl Man in there. Right. And yeah. the Owl Man was this guy that used to terrorize neighborhoods and stuff and scare kids and everything. And uh, anyway, I was telling Jeff, I said, yeah, they, uh, they accommodated him. They put a perch up for him at Watertown High, and they named the newspaper after him, the Owl. Isn't that really? That's that's a true story. <laughs> no, I oh, okay. God, up. I'm so gullible. But there was a real owl. I'm worse than Sharon. Scare people. Well, let me There's ask no you. Problem. Let me ask you this. The, I have been reading up on the Owl Man. Uh, that that in no way was Arthur Sharcross, was it? Did they find the Owl Man? No, no. There's a picture of him on the, on Facebook on the groups. Uh, Watertown remembers or Watertown right. past or something. Right. I'll try to go on it. And, uh, yeah, the guy uh, that was trying to remember uh, it today on the hotline, he couldn't get the name of it. It was hilarious. I think it was, oh, something, oh, days past or something. was laughing. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, he was, you know, he, he mostly was on the north side a lot. Right, know? where Shawcross lived, too. He was on the north side as well. Yeah, it could have been him for all we know. He could have been dressing up as well. Well, Arthur Shawcross was, was uh, he was, uh, he was arrested in 1971. When was the Owl Man right. out and about? When was he out and about? Well, he was out uh, in the 50s and, and 60s. Okay, because when I so. remembered, I thought one of the pictures was from like the early 70s, but what do I know? 
Arthur Shawcross. You know, living here and going to North Junior, I used to run. I remember seeing Shawcross all the time. Yeah, and he was in Vietnam. He was in Vietnam for at least two years too. Arthur Shawcross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. killed a lot of people there. They say. They well, that's know. yeah. He did a lot of. Yeah, he Terrible. did a lot he was, over there. He was the North devil. Junior. He really was. He did, that's where he started, but. Yeah. 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 Well, interesting. Well, uh, I, that's good stuff. I listen. I got to do a break only because Joe's calling it at the bottom of the hour. But uh, I got you, buddy. And thanks for the All call, right. Duffman. Uh, that's the Duffman here on the Live at Five show, and uh, we got to do a break because, uh, as I said, Joe will be calling in, and we'll be back right after this. Tom and Nelly here for you. Twenty. The people who call you back. Uh, welcome back uh, to the show. Am I recording here? I think I am. Oh, there I am. Ah, there. Good, good. Okay, Joe should be calling in any second. I want to talk to him about that horrible accident that took six lives on Route 81, uh, south of the New York border, outside Philadelphia. And I have an idea. I have an idea. I don't know if it'll ever happen. Uh, I'm no uh, uh, Elon Musk. But uh, um, it's, it's just awful to see the, the video footage, uh, the, the, the dash cams, one particular from an 18-wheeler that just drove right into a pile of cars. On the same highway where, you know, you and I can see and, and experience the same fate. And uh, it's happened here before and it will happen again. But to me, there's so many things that need to be, uh, you know, fixed. We, 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 uh, how often do you hear a pileup of cars on in an interstate? Because all of a sudden there was a bunch of smoke on the road from a fa- nearby factory, a downward drift. But in most cases, it's either fog or snow, snowy conditions, squalls as they call them. And it's a scary, scary experience, and you're living, you know, anyone listening to this show, 99% of you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever driven into whiteout conditions, it is a very, very menacing feeling. It's a terrible feeling of just driving along and not knowing whether or not you're on the road. When I first moved up, I had those experiences when I drove in Oswego, uh, and when I went there. Uh, but I didn't drive as much as I did, you know, in my you know, in my work days, if you will. So when I started working at Channel 50 in 1988, and that's a long time ago, I had a Mustang, and it was a rear-wheel drive. And, you know, what the hell did I know? I was just happy to have a car. And just driving along Route 12 to Lowville, which was my, uh, my territory, Lowville and Carthage, Dick Whalen gave me those territories. And I just felt like each and every day I was taking my life in my own hands. I really, I really did, because I just had no clue. And, and when, they, when they talk about, hey, for instance, how uh, F, uh, JFK Jr. or someone, you know, or the, or the helicopter uh, uh, pilot in the uh, Kobe Bryant case, where you lose a sense of what's up and down, that's, that's obvious. Because when you just, you feel like you're in a rinse cycle in, in a washing machine, you don't know what's up and down. And, 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 you, and at the same time, they say that when people go into a foggy circumstance, uh, when they're driving along at, say, 65 miles an hour, the tendency is... And I read this a long time ago. The tendency is to drive faster so that you get out of it. I guess, I guess it's one of those things like if you're in the dark, you'll start you know, trying to find the, the, the clearest, the, open, you know, the, 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 the nearest door to get the hell out of there because you don't want to be there. So if you're driving in the fog, and you, automatically your body says, oh, we've got to drive out of this. Let's get out of here. <clears throat> it's like running in the rain so you don't get that wet, right? <clears throat> well, that's the worst thing you can do. So watching the, uh, <clears throat> the 18-wheeler dash cam, and everyone's got it other than Glenn Curry. You know, I'm a video guy. I should. But nonetheless, uh, it's, it's, it's terrible because the one, I mean, six people died. And, this, and the, you can hear the, uh, the voice of the, of the truck driver, you know, like, screeching. <gasps> like, this is, this is it. He's got uh, tons of metal and whatever he's, his cargo is. 
uh, you know, cast, you know, f- driving right through a pile of cars. One guy just cl- almost got hit by the by the vehicle. The worst thing they say to do is to get out of your vehicle. But that said, what if there's a big uh, oil, you know, uh, truck behind you and that blows up and you know, there's no escape? It's a terrible thing. There's so many things we got to worry about. If you read today, uh, Bruce Willis, for instance, is uh, has just been diagnosed with some type of uh, brain malignancy. I, I I don't know. He's got a brain tumor, but he's uh, retiring from acting. He's 67 years old, and that's horrible because that's Bruce Willis. He's the guy that saves people in high rises and everything else. But uh, we're all human. Uh, just like you know, uh, Will Smith plays this rough, tough guys in all these movies over the years, you know, uh, capturing aliens and whatnot. But he, you know, he can't take a simple joke about his wife, and he, you know, bitch slaps another brother. You know, I, I don't get that. But anyway, I'm I'm, I'm digressing. So here's my thought. Um, one, you can't. I mean, the one thing that I do know about Doppler radar, and if someone out there like a meteorologist knows more than I do, by all means chime in. You know, we have so much information on our phones, and our cars, in essence, are, are, you know, it's like a cockpit. You know, it used to be North Star. Now, basically, every car, right down to a Kia, has some type of measure to tell you something's happening up in front of you. But if you're traveling at a great rate of speed, it's like 65, 70 miles an hour, and all of a sudden you go into a squall, it's too late. And, and those Doppler radars can't give you that, that instant data because they don't know if a squall of, of snow or snow is going to, you know, dump over Route 81 at any given time. They can say the conditions might be ripe, but they don't know if it's going to happen. So here's my guess. Let me see if this is Joe. I'll share it with him. Hi, you're on the air. Yes, uh, Glenn. The, your caller, for, uh, a couple callers back there yeah. that uh, doesn't like uh, Mayor Smith. We all, we all know that because we hear him on the radio all the time. And what does he ex- really expect? This uh, only has been uh, putting the mayor down and right. and making ac- accusations against the mayor mm. for the last two years. At least. And this isn't the first time only has brought this up. Yep. So he brought it up. He made the accusations against the police department of Watertown, New York. Right. What did he expect the mayor to do? When you make accusations like that right. against a police department, fire department, whatever, right. it's got to be looked into. Mm-hmm. But we all know he doesn't like Mayor Smith either. So let that's me, nothing new. Let me Thanks, just, Glenn. Thank you very much. And I was going to ask him, you know, and I asked that gentleman before, uh, like, if, if, if Cliff knew uh, beforehand, we don't know, it's always twenty twenty hindsight, if Cliff knew that uh, Jeff was going to call his bluff, so to speak, and I don't mean to call it a bluff, because <clears throat> something did happen. I mean, the accusation is, is stems from a history of something else that I won't get into because it's too personal. I'm not that type of guy. But it stems from something else. And, and from that, you know, that, that question keeps on coming up. Some people will challenge Cliff, like, hey, what about this? What about this issue? Oh, that's untrue. Oh, why is that? Well, I could tell you why. This, that, the other thing, and I have my arm broken or something happened in 1997. And so at that point, if you're going to defend yourself on live radio as a city council person, a public figure, and, and if Cliff knew that the mayor would challenge him, he said, well, I'm going to open up the doors for an investigation. I'm going to, I'm going to look in to see exactly what happened. There. Because from the sounds of it, Councilman only, you were mishandled. You were mistreated by one of our own. And, yeah, 25 years is a long time ago, but we're still looking into, like, who killed John Bonet Ramsey. You know, that was a murder. Don't get me wrong, but that was, like, almost 30 years ago. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's really not that long ago. We have the technology, as they said, in a $6 million man. So my guess is if, if, if 
I, I think to some degree, yes. Is, is there a level of childish child behavior here? It could be perceived that way. There's no doubt about it. But it's an interesting tactic brought up by Mayor Smith that really forces the issue. And like I said, if Cliff knew that uh, Jeff would go in this direction, I don't think he would say those things, to be quite honest. It's my opinion. Uh, it doesn't look like Joe's calling in. But let me just get back to what I was saying earlier. Typically, when a car gets into an accident, especially in a pileup, what happens? Your, your um, airbags are deployed. So I'm wondering if there's a way, <clears throat> and again, this is something for Elon Musk or something, like, you know, we have cars that can tell you, like, hey, someone's, co- someone's, someone's coming to your right-hand side. They're too close. So an indicator will come up and say, oh, you're going too close to another car. So all of a sudden, if there's a bunch of, you know, say something with, within a mile of where you're driving, a mile, a mile is probably all you really need. Because when you're driving at 65 miles an hour, you could do a mile in, in, very, in a very short period of time. And all of a sudden, you're driving into what could be the last moment of your life. You don't know what's going to happen. It's a mile ahead of you. So I wonder, you know, once the cars start piling up at one one another, one car hits the other, and airbags are deployed, I wondered if that could be done where when that happens, it pinpoints that on GPS and says, hey, there's an accident going on here. We have a domino effect. We have at least five cars in the last couple of seconds where the, their airbags have been deployed, and here's the longitude latitude. It's happening right here. <clears throat> could there be a device that would tell other cars in the same road? Now, again, this sounds like... There's no, this sounds like fantasy. There's no way this can happen. Well, we have cars that drive themselves these days. So anything is possible. Not anything, but a lot of things are. So I was wondering, is that possible? Can technology inform people coming up on the same route and say, hey, there's something wrong here. You've got to reduce your speed now. Whether it's a car talking to you or a secondary market uh, thing that you could put in your phone or something you could install in your car later from Big Apple Music. To me, if, that, if someone invents something like that and prevents lives from being lost, like, like well, what, what they saw yesterday in, or two days ago in Philadelphia, so be it. <clears throat> Here, uh, let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. I just wanted to tell you, did you see that we had a couple from Watertown that was right in the middle uh, of it? I, I did read that. I, whether, did they get into the accident or did they drive by or what was their situation? No, they, their, their vehicle got crushed. Wow, and they're alive they to talk to, about um, uh, rent a car to get home and uh, Red Cross took everybody over to a hotel, yeah. helped everybody out. Mm-hmm. And um, the interview is, um, to get to see the interview on Channel 7 of his wife, yeah. I mean, it sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and that, yeah, their, their vehicle's crushed. Wow, thank God they survived that. That's amazing. They didn't, yeah, they might have, they, I think they said there were some minor injuries, but that's all. Yeah. Okay, Glenn. Well, as long as they live to tell the tale and they're not in a wheelchair. Or a loss of limb or whatever. Just uh, It must be one of the most... I mean, that's talk about um, trauma. Or, 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 or that, that was a, a traumatic moment to be in a car that's being hit repeatedly by other vehicles, not to mention the smell of gasoline. Frightening. Hi, you're in the air. Hello, Glenn. What's yeah, you're talking about a very uh, serious topic, and, <clears throat> and a member of my family has been in a multiple car um, accident, and... and uh, uh, we've d- studied those, and we've, we've studied the National Highway Safety Institute uh, statistics and, and so on, and I travel a lot on, on the um, highly traveled roads, interstates and backcountry roads and mountain roads, so I observe a lot of uh, Mother Nature working on our highways, and I observe a lot of 
public people, the people on the public highways. And, and I can tell you this. You talk about all the technology to, with the airbags and so on to try and prevent the accidents. If people just slow down, right. observe the speed limits, and then when there is a, a situation from Mother Nature, right. you slow down way below the speed limit. Just because the sign on the side of the highway says speed limit 65 doesn't mean you go 65. You right. go 65 conditions permitting. Sure. Then you got to add in the distance between drivers. Drivers drive too close together. They do. They tailgate. Yeah. They have no idea no about clue. how long it takes to react to a situation. Right. And, uh, and it's rude, too. Even in the f- clear weather uh, and straightaways, yeah. you see people uh, tailgating at 80 miles an hour. Yeah. There's no excuse for that. And the third thing, yeah. if they had the snow tires, right. they'd have better control. And uh, so if you slow down, keep plenty of distance between the cars around you, have snow tires, a lot of these accidents are going to uh, be diminished in frequency and intensity. Yeah. And um, too many things. That's, that's all I got. Uh, but uh, I, I I appreciate you bringing that subject yep. up because it is hit very close to home. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Thanks, Ekman. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, that's easier said than done. What he just said. Oh, get everyone on the same page. We should all drive better. Uh, ideally, I would love to see that. Remember, I am the greatest driver in the world, so I know for a fact. I just don't understand how people get back and forth just to get pick up the groceries every day. And again, my friends know me. I'm a terrible backseat driver. I really am. I'm an old hag. But I just can't understand how people drive. I, I can't. And here's another thing. Cars over the years have gotten so easy to drive and they've gotten so big that it doesn't matter if you have uh, snow tires. If you're doing 65 miles an hour, it doesn't matter if you have snow tires. You're driving into a pile, up of, a pile of cars that are already stopped in front of you. You don't have no clue. That truck, for instance, with the dash cam, he was going way too fast for those conditions. But here's the thing. How often does that happen outside Philadelphia? That stuff happens here, happens in Syracuse, happens in Alaska, Canada, Minnesota. And yes, it can happen in, in Pennsylvania. It did. But because it doesn't happen that often, people aren't going to be able to react to that. Once there's a nice storm in, in Texas, forget it. The place looks like, uh, looks like Ukraine. It's a mess. No one's ready for that. So no one can anticipate it. That's why technology has to step up. So that's why, I mean, what happens when, when, when cars crash? You know, it makes a lot of noise, but there's a lot of technology in cars that can, that can indicate something's wrong and, and people can be, can be told. I mean, again, this, this, this principle that I'm coming at, this theory about deployed airbags, that means is a, something's wrong. This is not good. <laughs> Nothing's good here. It's not like you're going to raise the temperature. Oh, wait, the temperature of the road is up because there must be a fire about a half. That's not going to happen. But our cars are constantly in contact with either uh, cell towers or, 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 or satellites. So why can't our car indicate something, especially when it happens like two, three times within a couple of seconds and pinpoint? Uh, uh, some people might say, oh, you can have uh, signs in the road uh, that would indicate that. Well, you don't know where the accident's going to take place, where, where the whiteout's going to take place. And if it does, you won't, you won't know whether or not the signs are legible. So your car has to talk to you. The car is already talking to you now. A car has been talking to us, in essence, for the last 30, 40 years. But th- that technology only gets be- better and better. So it's just, it's just so discouraging to see this happen every year. Something like this happens. And it happened yesterday. It was probably one of the worst body counts, too. Six people in one pileup. I've never heard that amount 
uh, that number, other than the uh, the truck driver in Colorado who claims to have lost his brakes. He was only 22 years old. They gave him a life sentence. They reduced it down to 10, whatever it was. That wasn't too long ago. But most of the times these happen because of uh, bad weather. Uh, 755-1240. The other thing I wanted to talk about with Joe, Joe's not calling in, obviously, is can someone come up with a remedy? How often during summer months... Or throughout the year, depending upon where this might happen. It could happen in Florida in January, for that matter. How often we hear about a child dying in the backseat of a car because they were, they were forgotten. You know, with all the things. I mean, when, when Elon Musk can literally, you know, one day, one day, and I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say this because this isn't fiction. This is happening now. One day you could arrive at the airport and instead of calling an Uber driver, instead of calling your, your neighbor to pick you up at the airport, you know what you could do? You, could, you can call your car to pick you up. That's right. You can call your vehicle to pick you up at the airport. And then you drive home. And then at that point, you could just jump. You know, you can let the car drive you home. You could sit in the back seat for that matter. And you uh, go ahead, uh, Dudley, uh, drive me home. Uh, so if we can do that, why can't we figure out a way that, hey, there's a living being in your back seat. It's either your son or daughter. And while you're going to go golfing or get some groceries and you have a conversation with a friend and then you forget that you left Junior in the back seat for more than five minutes, that's just too late. Now, I don't know what the answer is to this, but with all the Shark Tank ideas and all the technology we have right now, we still can't figure that out? You know, back in the day, we said, geez, we sent a man to the moon. We can't do this, that, or the other thing. So, well, we've done a lot more than sending men to the moon. I mean, that was a great accomplishment. Don't get me wrong. But what we have now, you know, thanks to guys like Elon Musk, thanks to the technology geniuses like Steve Jobs, there's so many things. And who could forget, of course, Howard Hughes, one of the big, I mean, I mean you've got to go back in time to re, you know, give credit where credit is due. You know, you could say Thomas Edison, you can say uh, uh, Einstein, uh, Tesla, and so many other people. But in the modern age, why we don't know how to save a life by, by getting a reminder in our heads or somehow or other, if the car just, if there's a heartbeat indicator, something, hey, Junior's in the back seat. How often someone comes near your car and touches it when you, when you, you, when you have an alarm system and it, and it goes off. So well, that's great. Jeez, someone was going to steal my car. Thank God that didn't happen. Thank God I was protected. And yet you don't have anything to tell you if, if your child's in the back seat. doesn't make any sense. These are some of the things that, uh, that go through my mind and just make me miserable for some reason. But I think about it, and I, I like to offer it here on the Live at Five show. The other th- oh, we got a phone call here. Let's see if this is Joe. Hi, you're in the air. Yes. No, it's not Joe. Uh, Glenn, um, we do have, I have a new, uh, brand new car. Yeah. And when you, um, when you stop and you shut the ignition off, the dash lights up to check the rear seat. Interesting. So it is here. And you were wondering about uh, uh, the car telling you. There's an app. Have you heard of Waze, W-A-Z-E? No, never have. All right. Look that up because that's on your phone, and that does tell you what's going on in front of you. Uh, Miles ahead, traffic jams, get off it. They'll take you off an exit, take you around that. They'll tell you where there's accidents. They'll tell you where the police are. Right. And it tells you everything. It's D- W-A-Z-E. Look it up. I have it on my phone uh, I- and when I'm traveling, and it's, uh, it's wonderful. Well, let me ask you, the first thing that you talked about, okay, how would that work? Uh, you, you stop the car. Does it happen all the time? Do you have to set it? it does, no, it- every time. So every wh- time you stop and shut it off, the dash lights up and says, have you checked? Have you left anything in the back? Check rear seat. Okay. That's, I like that. Well, that. It is here. Well, awesome. Okay. I love to hear that. Okay, okay great. But uh, check that W. You'll, as much traveling as you do, 
You you really like Waze, but Waze Waze might be too late before you know something like a squall of snow happens just within a millisecond. Would it well, capture? They have, it pops up quick, yeah. Glenn, like accidents ahead. Uh, you know, like stuff like that. So, I, I mean, I'm not quite sure. Well, about let me the ask weather. the qu- let me ask the question. I, if, if, if there's an accident yeah. way up ahead of you, yeah. it tells you immediately, and it, you know, it, it, um, it there's a lot of information. At. If you just want to fool around with it, just yeah. uh, I'll try. Uh, yeah. Get that on your phone and and uh, try it. And yeah. it's it's way better than a GPS. Okay, well, great. It's, I will. It's a GPS. Yeah, but well, it's it works through GPS. Than, uh, the ones you put on your dash. Awesome. Great. I will do that. Okay. Waze, W-A-Z-E. See, you ask or you discuss and people tell you. It's a shame that the truck and all those other cars didn't have that, that feature yesterday. We would save lives. Hi, you're in the air. Hi. I just want to let you know I have a couple of things, too. In my car, my Uconnect tells me when there's somebody in the back seat and it will not let me lock the doors Interesting. if there's somebody sitting in the back seat. Awesome. And secondly... Yeah. It, it tells me when there's an accident ahead too. Okay, it's so automatic comes out on the Uconnect. It's all it's all built in. And what but kind of you what, have to pay for the that's options that it don't come free. Uh, I well, mean, it's that, all that's options. Ri- that's ridiculous. That's like but, air conditioning. It shouldn't be an option. I mean, it's your life for crying out loud. How much of that? Oh, I agree. I agree. It should be made mandatory, especially the accident ahead and this back seat. If there's any, that mine has sensors in the back seat. There's somebody sitting in the back seat. Right. I get out. It right. won't let me lock the doors. Isn't I cannot it? lock the doors. So okay. Uh, so what kind of car do you have? What what year is it? If you don't mind me asking, what kind of car do you have? The Jeep. Okay, so you have a Jeep. It's a relatively new car. I wonder if this could be uh, an aftermarket product product that you can add to the vehicle. Yes, you can. You can get. Well, it's called a Uconnect. A Uconnect Five. It's got all that stuff all built into it. I'm writing this down because what I hate I hate road fatalities. I really do. There's so many things that can kill well, us. Well, see, right, well, let me let me qualify that. Now, for Mopars, yeah, it's Uconnect. General Motors has their own brand. Okay, it does the same thing. Right, and uh, Ford has their own too. I wonder if te- I don't know I'm how sure sophisticated Tesla they are because they never had either one of them, but they do have them. Do you, don't, are you a surprise? I mean, here it is. You know, two people call me up within a minute of one another, telling me about this great technology. Then why why aren't people, truckers driving? I mean. They, they have a bigger, you know, chance of, of fatalities, or they could be the ones that kill others in a situation like this. Not, you know, not their fault. But well, for one thing, they're getting paid by miles. Yeah, that should stop. That should not be. As you get paid uh, by job, and uh, a trucker get he's got to get so many miles in, or he don't make any money. He's got to do it within and a time frame too. You're, you know, it's snowing. You can't see your hand in front of your face. Right. And you'll have a semi go by you going like a streak. Oh my God! It's awful. That, that, yeah, that shouldn't be. I mean, I, and it's not all of them. Don't yeah. get me wrong. No, no, I'm not I know. classifying all truckers, but truckers are trying to make a living. Right, right. And that's the reason they got to get so many miles in for that day. Right. Or they're not going to make any money. No, no, I know. But it's what what's got to start happening to? And I've thought it a long time. Maybe enforcing the speed limit. Like you can go seventy five miles an hour and they won't stop you. No, no. And yeah, that seems to be the, the threshold. I, and Arsenal Street. Go up and down Arsenal Street. Yeah. How many people do you see doing 30 miles an hour in Arsenal Street? Um, not Glen Curry. But I won't go more than 35 in Arsenal Street. I learned that lesson years ago. <laughs> I mean, but I, I mean, I'm serious that's, I'm, that's the point I'm making, yeah. you know. No, I people, know. And that's the reason you can't get out of the side streets. Right. Is you got these people going so fast up and down the street. But yeah. I just wanted to let you know that there are options. And, of course, my car's got to have a car. It's so many feet in front of me, it stops me automatically anyway. You, are you an auctioneer? Why am I trying to know? Oh my God! You got the voice uh, of an auctioneer, if I've ever heard of an or or a rodeo. Uh, that uh, this has got a little uh, eye in the front of it, 
And if a car is uh, so many yards in front of me, it puts my brakes on automatically. It's like I, I have no option about it. It's like I can't back into anything. Right. It won't let me do that either. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Say something like, uh, this Dodge Ram could be yours. 65 $60, $70, $70. Do that if you can. <laughs> I've actually done a couple. Of, I used to call Bingo. Maybe that, maybe, maybe heard that kind of thing. Uh, B, bingo uh, B5. B5. Anybody got a B5? Yeah, B5. Right. Bingo. B5. We got a bingo in the back row. Come on up here. Yeah. Here, take your money. That's $30. $30. Okay, I just wanted to let you know that. And I think that, and I agree with you, a lot of this stuff should be mandatory in a right. vehicle, but it's yep. expensive. It don't, they don't yeah. give it away. All yeah. these options cost money. Yeah, everything. A lot of money. Yeah, I Some know. I mean, but uh, there was a time when uh, air conditioning was an option, and we can't live without that. I can tell you that much. So, anyway. I got I to gotta tell you one thing that my car done for me. Yep. I just bought it. The first time I had with all the options. And I'm out driving. I'm driving down Academy Street here. And the kids are playing ball on the side of the street. Right. And I'm kind of watching. I'm, I'm just creeping along. I'm watching them. Right. All of a sudden, my car screeches to a halt. Yeah. Stops. Wow. And uh, what's going on? I said, great. Grand new car. Yeah. I get out and look, and there's a uh, five-year-old girl standing between the two cars. Oh, my God. Coming out in the street. Yeah. And uh, the, the mother heard my the, the tire squawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's coming out hollering and screaming. And, right. And I said, nope, she's fine. And I said, the car just paid for itself. All these options just paid for itself. That's right what I'm there. talking just, about right there. It shows you what the options are available yeah, uh, I mean, no, to, to do that kind of thing. That's incredible. That's a good so. story. I appreciate you sharing that with us, sir. Okay. Thank you. The, you uh, have a good day now. You, you, you too. You, you too. I'm telling you, that guy should be an auctioneer. 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. I got to do a break. We'll be back. Roof. Paid for. Paid for. Uh, that's our congressman, our future congressman. He's not our congressman yet. Remember, our congressperson, or woman, is Elise Stefano. Number three on the Republican side of the, of the House there. God bless her. So a lot of people have been uh, speculating, if you heard Hannity, uh, who's going to be the next Democratic uh, candidate? I think we can all concur that it's definitely not going to be Joe Biden. I said from the outset, I have a friend of mine, uh, we, we go back and forth on things. But uh, it, I tell you what, the talent pool is really low. And yet there's other people, a lot of people on the Republican side who think that, uh, including Jeff, uh, that, uh, who say that Donald Trump can't, can't win and shouldn't run. And that his party, the Republican Party, should, uh, should block him from, from running. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And again, our own congresswoman uh, is going to be at the top of that, uh, uh, I guess you could say, rally list of, uh, of Republicans that are going to uh, uh, you know, endorse him. To, to run again in the Grover Cleveland style. Um, the, 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 so we know that. And, and, and a lot of people say, oh, Ron DeSantis, oh, you know, uh, uh, Mike Pence. But it really get, it gets more and more shallow after that. I mean, you really, I mean, you know, it's amazing. We have, what, 340, 350 million people. Depends on how many people have been skirting over the border in the recent. Uh, apparently, uh, we've, we, over 1 million immigrants have actually crossed the, the southern border illegally already in 2022. I heard, I heard that from uh, Senator Ted Cruz. Uh, as crazy as he is, boy, he's a brilliant man. He's very smart. I would never want to uh, get in trouble with Ted Cruz. They say he's a complete douche, uh, but neither here nor there. He's a good man when it comes down because, you know, you always want a guy who, who, uh, who's a pain in the ass to others to be on your side. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, it, it, at this point, who's going to run? We know who's going to run for the Republicans. Joe Biden can barely get through the next three years. Kamala Harris, um, again, I'm not just going to sit here and bet. We all know that she's just not the person, and even Democrats recognize that. So who is it going to be? 
you know, the, uh, is the is it's going to come down to, do we need a president or should we just have a party? You know, if you ask AOC and Bernie Sanders, I mean, it comes down we just we should have a, an allegiance to our party, not to our president, and that's what they want. <clears throat> but before that happens, both parties have to come up with with a candidate. So I got thinking about it, and uh, I really think the more and more I see coverage of Pete Buttigieg, and as much as a, a, of, a, of a failure he's been at uh, Secretary of Transportation, uh, he always seems to have that smile. He kind of reminds me of one of the correspondents in Channel 7. There's a guy in Channel 7. He works the desk on the weekends now. I don't know his name, but he has a perpetual smirk on his face. It could be the most disaster. He, he could cover the story that happened in Philadelphia yesterday in Route 81, but still have a smile on his face. He doesn't mean it. It's just his demeanor. It's just who he is. So, and, and every time I see P- Pete Buttigieg, I mean, here it is, you know, no one can get their treadmills delivered accordingly, thanks to Jen Psaki and her sarcasm. But, you know, they talk to, uh, to Pete, Mayor Pete, and say, well, what about this? Well, it's all good. Everything is great. So I think he's going to be the guy that's actually going to run in 2024. It's just speculation, of course. Uh, so anyway, remember, we do this each and every day here, Monday through Friday, uh, the Live at Five show with your so-called host. Uh, so, but at the end of each hour, I got to do this. AM 1240, WE10, Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS News. We'll do this tomorrow. We'll see you then. This is CBS News on the Hour.